Imagine a magnificent life where you can master anything you want to, where time is not a barrier. Struggles and challenges you face can be overcome. You can create ultimate control and access higher potential that brings joy and fulfillment in your life. To achieve this, we must first empty our mind to be open for new possibilities before we can launch into infinite heights. In the words of Zen master Shinryo Suzuki, in the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities, but in the expert's mind, there are few. Join me, the maestro Vincent Chang, as we uncover the secrets to going from zero to infinity. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Zero to Infinity. Today we are on chapter two. I'm so excited. You know, it's almost unbelievable. Like, my book is here. It's in my hands. Two years ago, when I started this process and this program with, you know, Black Card Books, it was and with Jerry Robert, I had no idea I would be where I am today. And it took completely believing in myself, but also going down a road where I've never gone before. And I've never seen anyone around me, you know, whether it be family, friends, you know, even just the environment here. No one has that I know wrote a book or invested money and, and into changing their lives entirely and took a leap of faith and let go of something that, you know, that wasn't serving them and move into a place where they're now enjoying what they're doing and also making a living. It's a completely different way to live a mindset. And I think that was my biggest struggle and probably for most people. Like we all want to fit in. We all want to belong and be like someone else, right? Because if we're not, then it triggers a belief that we're different. And today, this chapter is all about the lack state. Now, how do we move from a lack state to a have state? And the fundamental concept of this, and this is the basic concept that has helped me change my life and really has helped others. It's so amazing to, you know, when, when you're working with clients or, or people that they're starting to use the same language. Oh, I'm lack state. Oh, I, I'm aware that I'm using this statement that I should instead of this. And the lack state is an indication of a belief. Like, let's say, and it always comes out from comparison. So the lack state is saying that you want to be somewhere else. You want to be there and you're not really here. So Eckhart Tolle says this. Suffering is when you want to be over there when you're actually here. So the biggest lack here for me in this process too was, oh, no one has done this before. And I'm now doing something that's very different, that's unknown of course, there are going to be opinions. There are going to be feelings, whether directly or indirectly. Are you sure about this? And 
I got that when I booked that one-way ticket. Like I wanted to sell everything because I was unhappy and I knew that I want to be a conductor in Berlin. I booked a one-way ticket to Germany and it was set in my mind that I wanted to do this. I knew that more than anything, I've had it with this life that I am supposed to live. I should live. And of course, you get the feedback by friends and family and society even. It's like, oh, that's ludicrous. That's crazy. Uh, are you sure? That, uh, do you have backup plans? Do you know what you're going to do? Do you have a plan? Like, it's always like plan, 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 plan. Well, why do we need a plan? Well, let's think about why they want you to have a plan. It's because they have an emotion of fear. They don't know what is going to happen. And so by having a plan, you are more secure in the road that you are taking. Absolutely. Totally understand that. But guess what? I've been following a plan of life all my life. You know, wake up, go to school, get good grades, go to university, get a job, work at the job, get good money, be stable, invest in your RRSPs and then retire and have a family and you have a house. And like, that's the plan of, well, most people. Like it's culturally passed down. It's what everyone knows. And here I'm saying, hey, yes, I know this. I've done this. Well, why am I miserable? Why is it not giving me the return that you are telling me the plan is supposed to? And nobody talks about fulfillment or happiness or success in that way. And it took me these last few years to study that. What does success really mean? And that's a later chapter. We'll, we'll get to it. But today, it's, it's about the comparison that when you want to do something, but everyone around you has not done it, is completely different, and is telling you something else, an emotion gets triggered. It's like, is it? Well, for me, it's like, well, am I doing the right thing? If you're telling me I'm not supposed to, and you are older, you are wiser, you are more experienced in wherever you're doing in, in your life, then I'm okay, then I must be wrong in some way. I must be lacking in knowledge because here you are presenting me with something that you think is absolutely right and telling me what I should be doing and should not be doing. Ultimately, I feel like I don't have control. I don't know what I'm doing because I'm, I'm proposing, I'm suggesting a completely new way that probably the people that are giving you this advice or opinion have no idea about, have never even, even pondered it or thought about it. So if we look a lot deeper, the first thing we want to recognize is our own lack. What is the lack here? Do I lack confidence in what I'm doing or do I lack the approval? Because here someone is different, they're disagreeing or they're presenting something, a new perspective, their perspective, it feels like they're not in connection with you. And when we're not in connection, I feel a lack. 
And this lack triggers the ultimate fear that we have, the ultimate pain we all have as human beings, which is a rejection of ourself, our existence. And that's what happens when we compare. I remember studying, you know, the Zen, the Buddhist teachings. Comparison is the biggest source, if not the only source of suffering. Right? You compare, we often just compare ourselves to a lack. That's what we do. Oh, this person has a mansion, a great car, a beautiful life, and they are having vacations every year. What happens? Well, our first reaction is probably not. We're so happy for this. We're so grateful. We're, we're really proud of this person that made it. No. If you really are honest, and this is what this whole podcast book is, my mission is all about, like, and, and to live in full authenticity and truth of who you are and what you're actually feeling. So let's be honest. And those are painful feelings. Those are feelings that we don't want to feel. And our first response to any of those feelings is denial. We call it an ego defense mechanism. You know, look that up. You know, I trained many years in, in, in psychotherapy to learn all of these behaviors and approaches and, and why we do what we do. And to understand what we're actually doing and be aware of what we're doing. Most of these responses and reactions are unconscious. And they're designed to keep us safe. That's all it is. Don't book a one-way ticket. You don't have a plan. Be safe. You know, Stay here. Get a good job. And you are secure. And you know what you do. Everything is going to... How do you prevent me getting fired or getting laid off or, you know, my house burning down. And like the, a plan can only get you so far. You can plan for 10 years to write a book and you probably won't even do it because it's probably not going to be good enough. I don't have the experience. That's what happened to me. I had such a lack in my own belief. and. This whole chapter is about belief systems. What you actually believe in what you're doing and who you are and what you're feeling. All of these come from a core belief. We're not aware of those beliefs, you know, until maybe you do some of this work and say, what am I actually believing in myself? Am I entertaining all the beliefs and opinions of others to me? Because they have a whole belief system that are triggered by an emotional reaction to what I'm doing. <clears throat> and then the cycle repeats. So the belief here is if I have a plan, if I have all of this, I'll be safe. But that belief is only in a state of lack and don't want. I don't want to starve. I don't want to be shamed if I don't have money. I don't want to be homeless. I don't want to do this. And this whole new perspective of living is moving to that want state, the have state. And we talk about gratitude. and But here, again, the cycle comes in. Like I would say, hey, I want to have a happier life. And guess what? 
you've probably heard this too. Oh, you should be happy. You, oh, you have so much. You should already do like that should statement is the biggest flag, you could call it, of telling you that you're in a lack state. And every anyone who says should is also coming from a place of lack. Let me explain why. Hey, you should be exercising more. What are you feeling right now? It's a gut reaction. I'm feeling that as I'm saying it, because I'm feeling it. You should make more money. You should take more time. That should statement is essentially putting you in a place where you should be over there. By saying you should be over there means where you are at now is not good enough. There's something wrong with it. You should be doing that. So if I should be exercising more, what does that really say? What is the underlying belief? Mm, I'm overweight. I'm tired. I'm not, you know, agile. I am not alert. Uh, I'm too skinny. I'm too fat. All of these things are just coming in, which puts you in a state of lack. I'm not enough. I don't have enough. And when we entertain that, should, what we're doing is, well, we're going to exercise only because we don't want to feel the fear of or the shame of being not good enough. So again, we go back to this source pain of rejection, shame, and just being out there. We're not there. We're not accepted. The first thing that we must do in a lack state is to accept ourselves in it. But that, that goes against everything unconsciously or, or what we're conditioned to, which is avoid pain and seek pleasure. That's our basic makeup. So if there's pain, nobody is going to say, let me take a look at this pain and see what this is all about. No, it's like, you know, we go into crisis mode. As if we're in an, we see a, a brutal accident. You know, somebody just gets their leg, they're bleeding, and most people around are screaming. Or nowadays, they're just taking their phones out and, and videoing this poor person suffering and bleeding. Like absurd. I think, in a way, that's a desensitization of the fear, maybe, by because we're so attached to these phones. But aside from that, what the reaction is, maybe there's fear, there's panic. Oh no, this person is dying. Let me do something. I want, but why are we doing that? Well, we want to avoid pain. We want to get rid of pain. So we see pain in someone, we actually are projecting the pain onto us. So we want to get rid of their pain. So then we don't feel that they're in pain. And then we don't feel pain. This is a meta, meta, meta layer that if you really understand you have to first take care of your own emotional state before you can take care of anybody else's. And that's why people train to do that. Paramedics train to do that. First aid people train to do that. And you know, if you're doing this work, you're going to train to do that for yourself because you're going to be in crisis all day long. Think about how much stress, like right now even, I'm, I'm on the clock. You know, I, I told myself, oh, I missed this deadline because I was, you know, I had another meeting. Now I have to drive an hour and a half 
after this because I have to make it to another client downtown and, and I'm feeling my lack state, my lack of time. Do I have enough time? Oh no. If, but think about if I'm speaking to you from that state. Now my content will be, Oh, let's get it done. Let's get it because I'm thinking about something over there. I'm thinking about making that. I'm thinking about not being late. I'm thinking, I don't want this. I don't want to have less time. But no, once you're able to acknowledge that, hey, who is that? Oh, I remember the little kid in me has always been on this thing. You have to do this. There's no control. Get to this place. Make sure you do it right. Do it this. And and we have to honor that part in me where I get to choose. I get to support myself in the way that's best. I get to choose how to do anything. But we're being conditioned that it's, oh, it's a stressful day. You, this is how you do. You're going to sit in traffic and you're going to do this. And no, I get to choose. And that's how you going from that lack state into the have state. I have power. I have honor. I have acceptance. I have love to give. And I have the ability of infinite possibilities. I choose to do this podcast with absolute joy and commitment in giving of myself. And that's why I'm here. Do I feel like I'm going to be late? And well, I took care of that before I got on here. Otherwise, I'm in conflict. So think about that lack and that half state. You're, we're always in that state. Probably right when you wake up, I have to get this done. I, I'm on a schedule. Oh, I did have time. Like all of these statements, if you write them all down, it would probably fill a book. Whereas how often do we program ourselves or feed ourselves with the positive have and the want? I have 30 minutes right now. Wow, that's so awesome. I'm so grateful. I'm so happy I get this opportunity to produce something amazing and passionate in accordance with my mission and purpose. I get to choose. So first we have to respond to that emotional lack state, and then we're able to begin to shift into have and, and, and want and have. So a lot here. And I'll going back to those paramedics, what well, we train, that's what they train to do. When they see an accident and, and they arrive on scene and everybody's freaking out and screaming and videoing and crowding the body and, and uh, like the first thing they do is everyone calm down and give space. Make space. That's what we want to do when we're in that state. When we're in lack, I should be doing this. Wait, let's take a deep breath and give us some space. What is this about? What am I believing? Am I believing something detrimental to my own sense of self? You know, I should be making more money. Boom. Oh, that means I have, I'm not good enough. I don't have a good enough job. I'm not spending time. Like all of these statements and beliefs are actually negative statements about yourself. 
So what we want to do with that should statement, after we've taken, we've given that space, now we can attend to what the pain is or what the fear is. So what do you want? Oh, well, I want to make, okay, wait, okay. So best way to do this is to acknowledge the belief, acknowledge the emotion, which is always fear. It's like, what are you afraid of? I'm afraid of being looked on as someone who's not productive or who defines that. And if someone else defines that for you, then you have absolutely no power in your own sense of being. Not to say that you always want to improve. Yes. But what I'm saying here is that the belief of someone else's definition of you takes precedence over everything. We don't even realize it. But you'll know the moment you feel a emotional reaction, that's when you know you've already absorbed that belief. You should be making more money. And you want to defend yourself. You want to react. You want to say, but I I am making a... The moment you do that, you've already believed that person. And you're trying to make them change their mind about you, redefine you. That perpetuates the cycle. No, you go to the source. First of all, you get to choose whether or not how to take this person's belief. What is this person really saying? We have to know what, what we're feeling. Am I feeling shame? Am I feeling like I'm not good enough? I'm feeling attacked? Am I feeling... We have to take care of that. That's the space we want to give. That's the calm. And once you're able to take care of that, you know you have. No, I, I'm making a, a great deal of money. And why is this person... Okay, I'm managing my money well. I'm actually taking this course. But they actually have no idea... Okay, well, thank you for your opinion. Thank you for your, you know, yeah. And I mean, we all can make more money. Great. So the best way to shift the, the, the lack state to the have state is be aware of the should. That should statement says, boom, right away, you're in lack. And take care of the underlying emotion of lack of, I don't have enough, I'm not good enough. I want to be there. I'm not here. I'm not happy where I am. And then move into, oh, I want to honor myself. I do have. So changing the should to a would like. That's how I have did it at the very beginning. You can say want to. Since I should exercise, oh, I would like to exercise. Wouldn't it be great to exercise? Like asking the question versus the statement of I should just means you're directly in lack. I should make more money. Oh, I would like to make more money. Wouldn't it be great to make more money? How can I make more money? How do I want to make more money? How do I want to feel about exercising? How do I want to feel about doing this new cleanse and diet and fast? Now we have choice. So should tells you you have no, that's why it feels restrictive. That's why you're, you feel cornered whenever you hear a should. You, and we do that, right? I probably said that a, a ton of times here, not in, in the teaching, but I even said it, you know, telling you what to do or telling myself what to do. It's like, it's so innate. It's so conditioned. Let's make, well, this is about changing habits, changing perspectives and changing and reprogramming your mind. I would like to. So instead of, I should get to work on time. I should be, you know, feeling more calm about this. No, I want to feel. How can I? 
Well, here it is. I want to be speaking on this podcast with joy and fulfillment and empathy and compassion and wanting the best for everyone. Here I am doing that. But it's like, I should be speaking with good content and helping others. And now you already feel it. It completely changes the dynamic of how you're going to speak or how you're going to even be listen, listening to me. So should to would like, try to would and want and, and their possibilities exist. And once we move into choice, well, that's it. You, your mind is essentially an infinite universe of possibility. We're just not taught how to use it or most people aren't. So again, we're put into a lack. Oh, be this. Don't be more. We're not afraid of the weakness that we have, really. We're afraid of the immeasurable power that we actually have. And I forgot who said that, but you know that quote. And this is what this is about. You have so much power, but you don't, we've not been taught how to use it. And so this is my invitation. Hey, ask. If you want more, ask. Ask me. That's why I do these coaching programs. That's why I create. That's how I wrote a book. It's like to be able to tap into your ultimate potential. Why can't we live with joy and freedom with whatever we're doing and help others do that too? It can be anything. It doesn't have to be, you know, just because I left engineering. No, like you can be an awesome, passionate, serving engineer. No, I've done that, but I've chose to be one in this line of work. This is not even work. Just to help others feel fulfilled. That is on a whole new level. So here you go. You can download the first three chapters. This is chapter two. Going from a lack state to a have state. I should to I would like. And I would like all of you to have and choose to be and create an awesome day life from now till forever. So until next time, looking forward to chapter three. And I think chapter three is my favorite and it's probably the most important. It's master your fear. Surrender to fear to master it. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Like, subscribe, and by all means, message me, email me. Hey, if you want to go further, talk to me, take you to the next level. You know, if you're really serious, if you're really ready to like completely change your mindset and, and live a life that you've always wanted to live, guess what? I've been able to do that. I went from absolutely nothing, couldn't see anything ahead of me. I thought it would take me 20 years to get enough experience to write a book, did it in one. And people are loving it. I'm loving it. And it's helping people. Great. So get your copy now. And I will see you next time as we go from zero to infinity. You've begun this incredible journey to infinite mastery. To reach infinity, you must first get to zero. 
Be open to learn so that you can become a master in whatever you desire. Infinity is possible when you master and leverage time to your advantage. Subscribe to the Zero to Infinity podcast with maestro Vincent Chang to gain ultimate control and realize higher potential. Visit my website at vincentchang.ca and healthesource.com to learn more about creating success and balance in your life so you can master anything. Thank you.